Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. And I'm D'Angelo. And I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff you're insatiable for, and the stuff that you find truly bingeable. So you guys know every single time we bring you guys something that's a little bit more bingeable, a little bit more indulgent. And what is more indulgent than having somebody here who is just a totally glamorous performer? Okay, so <laughs> I had this honor this past summer of working with this person who just knows how to command a crowd, commands a room. She came to me via a friend, and now I just I'm completely obsessed. And our guest today is the one and only Mimi Marks. Oh, thank you, D'Angelo, for having me. I love this. This is one of, I've only done like a few podcasts, so. I mean, I you did. need to be doing more podcasts. I, th- <laughs> like, I would love, I have a few stories I need to tell. See, that's the thing is this, so we're here, we're going to talk about stories, we're going to talk about things. And like I was telling okay. Mimi a little bit ago, this is not the podcast where we talk about trauma. We don't go let all that crazy, even though sometimes it does pop up because, you know, sometimes to have the extreme joys, you have to have extreme like lows, whatever, but we don't want to sit inside that. We're not here for that today. We are here to talk about the fluffy stuff, the bingeable stuff, if you will. So, okay, Miss Mimi, um, let's give people a little bit of your, um, what's kind of going on with your resume. You currently reside in Chicago. You I do. Are, and you are a performer. You are a drag performer, host with the most and everything else. Yes. I actually, it's kind of funny though. Like I do live in Chicago, but I kind of don't really work in Chicago a lot. I only have a few places in the city that I really work at, which is Mm -hmm. hydrate nightclub and my like new kind of more favorite performing to do are brunches. I totally love doing brunches, which I would have never imagined in my life that I'd be like, I'm not doing drag in the daytime you know what I mean in the sunlight but I I love brunches because the people are there to have fun they're there to literally come to see a drag show Mm -hmm. and they're there to tip (laughs) and it's like and then you can be done with work at five in the afternoon completely go out or whatever yeah so I I've been more so trying to travel and work mm-hmm. but yes I do live in Chicago for 32 years now nice yeah so, 1990 and and forgive me because you know um you guys can look for her on other podcasts and whatnot she talks about her miscontinental ride and all those sorts of things but where exactly are you from though where did you come from before that because I, I see Waterloo sometimes on your, your yes I'm from okay. Waterloo Iowa Yes. originally and born and raised which um like not on a farm everybody thinks that I'm you know if you're from Iowa that you lived on a farm mm-hmm. and I didn't but I I it was a city not a real big city maybe like 60 70,000 people I guess mm-hmm. is that's that decent. I don't know is that yeah that's like it's like a and, rural city um, <laughs> yeah I mean but it also is connected to another city, Cedar Falls, Iowa, which has a university. So it always kind of seemed a little bigger, but grew up there, went to high school there, and then immediately, you know, tried to get out. I just, there was not anything there for me. So Mm -hmm. after that, I moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And my very first job as a dry queen was at Club 219, which is the opening scene of the Jeffrey Dahmer show that just came oh, out. Geez. Oh, my gosh. I was watching it the other day. I started watching. Like, I should, I want to watch this. I knew that I knew some stuff about it because it obviously came from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I lived there for two years and in the late 80s. And so when that all happened, it was like crazy. And I knew that he had come to our club, Club 219. Yeah. And that's the opening scene. It was so bizarre because they really had the bar 
in the mo- in the show looked uh-huh. it looked like it so it was kind of really back. eerie yeah but i lived there for two years and then i got the job at the baton show lounge mm-hmm. or got a job at the baton show lounge and that's when i moved to chicago which was in 1990 mm-hmm. and, and then you, and your continental was what your 90 92 1992 yeah I know all this stuff because I have I have all okay so I have worked with Mimi because I worked as an agent in the sense of like you know producing shows and things so I try to sell Mimi like on all these different things so I have like (laughs) Miss Continental 1992 she's done this television show she has this blah 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 so it's kind of like I have like the little rundown of that so it's all it just lives inside of my head as like a a little my little filing cabinet okay really quickly I love that you actually just mentioned just now that whole Dahmer situation because that is kind of what's like in the news and since we talk about bingeable things did you finish the whole series I didn't. I only watched the first and like maybe first one or two. Mm-hmm. I know I watched the whole first, maybe half or the whole second, but it was kind of, I want to finish it. I it's do, hard to watch. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially thinking that I was like, wow, this was kind of going on when I was there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't know how many years he was doing it before he got caught, mm-hmm. but I left there in 1990, you know what I mean? So he got caught, I think maybe in 92 or around yeah. that time. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating the whole, as you, as they peel back the story. So actually I did watch it and then I, it's bingeable. I just kind of like went through it and I'm the uh-huh. kind of person though, I have to do other things when it's that dark so I have to have like something else going on I'm like okay I'm gonna you know make cookie dough and I'm gonna do this for the dogs and And then you're like you're cooking which is Mm -hmm. so kind of weird to do as you're watching that show it really is yeah it is um it is super disturbing you know just because of the whole what Mm -hmm. the content is of it but it is pretty fascinating because they do they go into stories in it that I didn't really realize you know had had happened but um like his first killing was like nine years before he moved like into Ugh. that apartment building and whatnot. And so yeah. he, he killed one person, then nothing for years and then started again. And so um, it's, it's a crazy story. I think they kind of did it in such a way that it kind of tortures the audience because the pace of it just, they start to really drag it out. Well, and, then- and I, I didn't ever know about the Nisi Nash character. I didn't yeah, know that Glenda that Cleveland. was a real, yeah, I didn't ever remember hearing about that, mm-hmm. that part of the story. Yeah. So it makes it so much more that you're like, oh, those police, like they, they really could have caught him so much earlier. They did have him so much earlier. And that's the thing too, is that when you watch the series, the Glenda Cleveland character who Nisi Nash plays, who she is going to be up for like every award, you know what I mean? And there's even some, yeah, there's some technical things. They don't show any of like the horror horror of it. They make you hear it because they go through Glenda because this woman was hearing things through her walls and she was calling the police constantly and saying things were happening. And then there's in that opening scene, she's Mm -hmm. hearing them like him sawing. And I, as soon as I heard that saw going, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is too much. There's a piece I'm going to do like a, okay. Spoiler alert for everybody who's like listening. And if you don't want to know about this, but a lot of this stuff is kind of like in the news and whatnot. And it's, it happened years ago. So um, I was kind of fascinated with this when I first came out, because I was like, how am I not going to get myself into a situation like this? (laughs) That was my whole thing. When I like, like it was like 99 and I was like, well, not live in the Midwest. Yeah, exactly. When I lived in the Midwest, there was, John Wayne Gacy, and then mm-hmm. there was Jeffrey Dahmer. True, same totally. area, mm-hmm. same well, area. Yeah, and then um, we're gonna bounce Wayne, around all over the place. <laughs> and John Wayne Gacy lived in Waterloo, Iowa, at one point in time. They go into John Wayne Gacy's story in this in this, no. in this uh, miniseries. Yeah, there's actually a scene where it start. There's an episode okay. I want to say like six or seven where it starts off and you think it's John, you think it's Jeffrey's story and it's actually John Wayne Gacy's story all of a sudden. And they go into a piece of his terrifying, terrifying. He's got one of the scenes that they actually kind of be a little, they're a little bit more gratuitous with because since they're dealing with Jeffrey Dahmer and all the victims, you know, 
Uh-huh. But in this one, it's this does have a changeover halfway through the series where it does become a story about the victims. It becomes about um, Glenda Cleveland. I mean, one of the craziest things was a boy that he, the 14-year-old kid who he had already had assaulted and he had, uh, I think he, I think he already had like drilled a hole in the guy's head and blah, blah, blah. And so that guy got out of the apartment, left and was going down the street, was incoherent because he had just this, you know, battery acid or whatever it was. And Glenda Cleveland's daughter and niece were outside, you know, coming back in and they found this boy. They stopped him. They found the police. The police came they had him. He was in this boy was like naked or in his underwear. They had him in like a, 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 a blanket. And then they're not listening to the black people who are there telling them. But then here comes Jeffrey Dahmer back downstairs and says, oh, he's my boyfriend. We got, you know, a little fucked up. We were doing gay stuff, blah, blah, blah. The cops took him back into the apartment and basically <sighs> handed him back this boy. And that was the last day I've ever seen of that person. And Glenda Cleveland the whole time was like, he's a child. What are you talking about? He's his boyfriend. Do you guys do a call, find out what's going on here. And they never did. Those two police officers end up getting slapped on the wrist later and everything. But like the story is just blah, but okay. I'm going to take this back into one thing and then we're going to go back okay. to you. And that would All be right. The whole nightclub thing. So you said that here that in the nightclub that they show with Jeffrey Dahmer, that they kind of recreated it really, really well. I think it's probably because Ryan Murphy probably got a lot of shit when he did the Andrew Cunanan one, you know, the Johnny Uh Versace, Uh um, that true crime. Well, when they show flicks here in San Diego, (laughs) they made flicks look they made flicks look like the Tropicana or something. Thing. and like flicks now is like a is, is like a something bar but back then it was like a one room little tiny there was like you know a platform like for a dancer yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even like cd but it was like it was cd you know it's a college bar yeah. you know that that's what it was and so and everybody was like that's not our flicks and so i think they kind of like okay well they learned and now they're not and they didn't that one was so much more over the top and this one they really i think they got into like the real value of it. okay so yeah. getting back into you so you perform right okay. now miss mimi marks is all over the country and beyond doing brunches yes. performing she will do your shows and whatnot and yeah. so I yes, know, I will though. do your shows, please. <laughs> so <laughs> she is booking, and so and bless her with those bookings. Okay, so before we get any further, and this is going to be even more self-indulgent, we're going to get to know Mimi Marks a little bit better. So these are my ten quick self-indulgent questions. They can be one-word answers, or you can just give me a whole diatribe if you would like. And we're probably going to get a little bit side distracted, but these are questions that have to do with things that I like to do with. And so okay. I want to know what is the last show you actually binged front to back like what is the last thing that you watched and enjoyed um probably one of the um selling sunset or selling oc one of those okay selling oc is the one that that i said yes i think it was selling oc because i was with sasha colby we were Mm -hmm. at chevelle brooks's house in houston this was and i I totally binged Selling Sunsets, both all of them, however many seasons. I think there's been three now. Mm -hmm. And so I said, oh, my gosh, I didn't know there was a Selling OC. And we were at Chevelle's house. We had nothing to do that day. And I think we just, like, sat and smoked weed and watched. Yeah, (laughs) and, like, totally watched Selling OC. I think that's the the from beginning to end thing that I binge watched. Okay, you know Brittany Snow's husband who's on that? Hall, hot, tall, drink of water. No, I okay. his name. Um, they just got, I think she kind of saw the other part of him that she didn't love. And so they are now divorcing. So the second oh. season of Selling OC is going to be popping off. I live. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, San, uh, Santana Land. So I just love how they're always like just so grand and they're so that way. And it's everything's a competition between them. And, you know, it's the put togetherness, too, of like we everybody's a Barbie doll done. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I think that's literally what you're wearing for the day. And they're in like heels like this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I love it. Let's make that money in heels. Okay, question number two. Okay, so I asked this question and I generally i usually ask people about new york city but i want to know from you 
New York or LA? Which one do you prefer? Well, my whole childhood growing up, I thought for sure that I was going to live in New York. Mm-hmm. That was always my my dream as a child was I and like my what I thought was going to happen in my life. I thought I was going to move to New York and like be on Broadway. I would prefer to live in the weather of California. Yes. <laughs> and I just feel like there is a lot of opportunity in California and I have a lot of friends in California. So I don't know if I could answer that for sure, but so and I, like, I haven't really been to New York a lot, a lot, you know what I mean either. Mm-hmm. So I've only really been there kind of for work and, you know, I, I, I haven't gotten to do a lot of the things that I would love to do in New York. One of the times I went to New York, it was right after nine 11. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of not really, it was a somber closed New York. Yeah. So, so yeah, you need to do the like day when I used to go to New York, it, you know, it was, I used it to was, have a great time going to Sally's and all the real gut bucket trans clubs with all the girls. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. So oh, we have to get into that. So like some of like the, the, the nightclub things. Okay. okay. Question number three, we're going to keep on going okay. here. Favorite housewife. Do you have one? How did I know? I kind of figured you were going to ask me this. Okay. I have a few. I like, a while ago, I probably would have just immediately been like Erica Jane. I love Erica Jane, but I do mm-hmm. feel a little, I do wish that she, I, I understand where she's kind of coming from, but I just kind of wish she was a little softer about it. Um, I love, I used to really love Portia from Atlanta who's one of the best housewives ever. I live for her. The and change, I still the do. change from yeah. first season to now is yes, so yes. completely different. And now she can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I think Candy is, you know, just a boss and like doing her thing. Do you have a franchise um, that stands out more? That you I can't would say miss? Beverly Hills and Atlanta are my two probably favorites. Atlanta's I like New York. Because Atlanta's funny. Those girls are yeah. just actually genuinely funny that you know that you would yes. death, like, like like that you if you were kicking it with them that it would just be a total like dust up like you would just love it. Like, yeah. Now like Ramona, I would like to like wring her neck ninety seven percent of the time. Like I just want to be like, did you think about that before you said it? Like. Uh-huh. But she's. But perfect. I love it. But I love but it. She's yeah, perfect it. for I, housewives. Yes. You need that energy, and that's the thing is people they're they're always like they get a little bit weird because into like even like uh Beverly Hills, what's right now, it's kind of like it's it's starting to like wind down and wrap up. Um, you need a character like Sutton who comes in and you're like, I don't know if I like this lady, but then yeah. at the same time, you need her because she is just that side of delusional has yes. this much money because and that's the thing too is it's like when I wash my housewives because I'm a housewife person and the thing is, is and, but and I need them to have aspirational living like I want to see a house that I necessarily can't afford you know what I mean like I want to see sure. I want to see the better of the best and so if I wasn't into that then I'm going to watch Vanderpump Rule I'm going to watch something that's a little bit more in an apartment and I don't watch TLC reality shows I watch Bravo reality shows so like I want like the extra extra of it all so okay my right now and I'm also very into Salt Lake City that's on it that's yeah oh I I'm like I I'm ready for this because I know it's going to be good I love it and I did like Dubai I I Mm. like Dubai I thought it was a little boring the one was, that looked like Iman, she was fine. She's you the know best I mean? one. She was the only, yeah, like she was the only kind of real character. Period I remember dot. the one lady, Caroline, um, the other one from Caroline London. Stansbury. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But just, it's just the entitlement of them. You know, you're just like, 
and they're clueless sometimes that you're like, oh my gosh, it's a gag. And that's why I watch it. I want that's how I want like my that. girls. Cause you want, you want it like, cause I mean like the best clueless ones are like Sonia and Luann who just have, they don't have a, a touch with complete reality. They're, they were, yeah. they were once amongst us and then they had a taste of that sweet, sweet life. And now they'll never be the same. I yeah. love it. Okay. Question number four. I need to name, I need you to name a beauty or health product that you just can't get enough of that you're addicted to. Um, well, I, I love skincare and mm-hmm. I got some, I don't know what the name, someone sent me this guy that used to come to see the shows in um, Chicago, like in Chicago when I worked at the baton all the time and and then he just ended up starting to send me like all this different skincare wherever he worked and so lately I've been doing it's called so bell skin and it's like a whole little regimen and I really love it like I've been kind of living and today and I went and got this stuff called sculptra Uh done today and it's like this I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's the stuff mm-hmm. that they inject in your skin. And then over three months, it builds back 67% of your collagen that you've lost. Oh my God. That's incredible. And I'm an older gal of an upper age. Uh-huh. So I have lost a few, um, whatever they're called of collagen. So yeah. Some cells. <laughs> so. so that I do love. And um, yeah, I'm all about anything. Like I'm not obsessed with trying to look young or even mm-hmm. like stay young, but I do like help. I like to preserve. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. no, like, I, I don't need that. to be like, I'm not obsessed with it. Like I don't need to like, at this point, you mm-hmm. know, I don't want any like surgery or anything like that, but I, I do like a little injectable here and there, that kind of stuff. So I am completely in favor of that. There's a medical spa two blocks from my office that for a while I was just like running into and that became like a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, okay, if you're not going to get IV therapy, yeah, like stop. Because I was getting, I was like over there getting like a microderm all of a sudden. And then the next day it's like, take your lips off. And the next, and it was like, okay, stop, 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 stop. So that that had it been for a moment. So I completely understand. I walked in there today. I literally, and there was a girl in there already and she was talking about something about a peel. And I was like, what peel? Exactly. Exactly. How many days did you peel? (laughs) <laughs> how long did it take? How, how, what was your downtime? And she's like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. Like, I want to peel. You <laughs> exactly. want to peel, I want to peel. That's the thing too, is like right now too. So my favorite things, and they're starting to come out with them because we're in the, the, the season of it, is the pumpkin en- enzyme peels that they will come out with at a good medical grade spa or a good spa. And the thing is, it has that little bit of like, the smell's cute. And then it burns the shit out of your face. And you're like, this is the moment. This is it. (laughs) I want it to burn. Completely. (laughs) So, okay. Question number five, favorite musical or Broadway show? Um, Favorite musical. Well, my favorite musical, like TV movie musical is the Mm -hmm. Wizard of Oz. It's my all time favorite favorite why do you think that we as like queer people love wizard of oz so much what is it (laughs) i guess i was literally trying to come get over the rainbow you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i i don't know it's been my favorite forever like since i was a kid and people have like given me wizard of oz stuff and they just like i still have people send me different things like or they'll see a picture of wizard of oz and they send it to me on instagram it's so weird yeah. It's a good obsession. Musical. Okay. My favorite musical is Jesus Christ Superstar. Ooh, I love you Jesus are Christ Superstar. I live yes. for that. Were, I live for that. That, just, that, 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 that tells me a little bit that inside you're extra, but practical. You know what I mean? Like Jesus Christ Superstar is one of those like way over the top musicals, but at the same time, the songs are very accessible here and there. You know? Yeah. And so I love that. Andrew Lloyd Webber much. Okay, number six. And I did love Wicked. I did oh. love Wicked. I saw Wicked with Anna Gasteyer here in She's Chicago. Nice. My, my partner was like, loves her. I 
was my jaw was on the ground. Like I, for some reason in my head, I just had it in my head that she was, it was just going to be funny. Like she was going to be. And when she started singing, like I looked at the person sitting next to me and was like, I did not expect this at all. Mm -hmm. It was, she was amazing. So it's yeah. one of those things that, you know, the bitch can blow. Like, it's like one oh, of those yeah. things that, yeah, my partner loves her albums. And so, like, she has a song called Mint, uh, Mint Julep, which might I be a fun I live for song Mint Julep. I love it. Yeah. I wish it was a little she, longer, though. It's kind of short. I want it to be, exactly. like, a little bit. I live for so, that song. No, she's Mint got her, Julep. She's got her version of it, and she's wonderful with it. Like, Yeah, it's so yeah. good. I love it. I love her I love. version. Okay, next up, we're going to talk about favorite foods. And my favorite food just happens to be sandwiches. So <laughs> what's your favorite sandwich? Ooh. Um, I, you know, I really love like the Jimmy John's tuna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I even like a Subway tuna sometimes, but then somebody just recently told me there it's not really tuna. I'm like, well, is anything what we Real. think we're eating? <laughs> um, but I would say my all-time favorite sandwich in the whole wide world would be my mother's peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh and God, it's, I, I don't that. know why it is, but it's like she just knows the right ratio, ratio. of butter, jelly, and peanut butter on white bread. Okay. You are a person who puts butter on your peanut butter and jelly. Yes, for sure. I just discovered this. Like literally like, okay, I've been, I've been with Anthony now for about 14 years, almost 14 years. Mm -hmm. I discovered this from him halfway through the pandemic that he puts butter on his peanut butter and jelly. And it blew my mind. I was like, I didn't know this is a thing. And then I looked up, I was like, this is a thing. So did he ever put does he ever put potato chips in the middle too? I haven't seen him do that, but I'll, I'm a person who's good with chips on a sandwich. Like bring that. Yeah. <laughs> that we used to do that too. That wasn't really my thing, but like we all like my, my nieces and nephews and all them, they all love my mom's peanut butter work that everybody just is like, she puts the, just the perfect thing. But, and some of them I think, or maybe my brother and sister, they used to put potato chips. I'm not big on that, but. Is it a white bread, like a white sliced, normal, like totally, wonder bread like, type? Yeah. Hits the roof of your mouth and just sits. And so totally get yep. it. Okay. You guys, I am actually allergic to peanut butter, but I am allergic to peanuts, but I, there's an almond butter out there called Barney butter. And so, and it is the best almond butter because it has like the consistency of like a good jiff. You know what I mean? Like that. Ooh, and Jeff the thing is, is the best. Yeah. Cause like a lot of almond butters always come and it's like grainy, mealy. It's, it, it's very, you know, made by a girl named rain and you get it at like, you know, the, the farmer's market. And I'm not really into that. Like I want like chemically produced peanut butter, like almond butter for whatever product. Right. So that's my little hint. Okay. You guys, okay. now we're going to ask her number seven. And I asked this because I think that we take advantage often of, like are really, really monumental moments as queer people. So I want to know what is your favorite LGBT pride season, pride moment, pride stage memory? It would probably be this. Well, I did a lot of prides this Mm -hmm. year. I did a lot for you guys and those were all memorable. And then this Chicago's pride this year, I did a, like a big thing and it was really cool and fun. And it was actually kind of too, it was called pride in the park. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't really, I had performed at it a couple of years ago, but I was performing the whole time. I didn't really like enjoy it. I was in the back and like, I was in the trailer, you know what I mean? I wasn't Mm -hmm. really a part of the actual being out in pride festivity. So yes. And so this year I performed and it was amazing. It was just so cool and it was fun. And like, I had a great time and, and then I was like, Oh, I'm going to go home afterwards. And, and like, I thought that when I got there, but then I had so much fun performing that I'm like, no, maybe I'll hang out. And I ended up hanging out and 
of course, I don't remember who the DJ was or anything though, which is <laughs> terrible, but it was so much fun. And like just seeing everybody partying and having fun and looking back because you could, the whole city is there, the skyline of the city and the, mm-hmm. all the buildings are lit up rainbow. And it even says, you know, happy pride with like certain windows lit up, you know what I mean? And it was like, it was cool. So I would say this year was a good memory. This this pride season was a great pride season for me and I've done a lot of them yeah but you guys were you guys had a lot to do with that because I I mean I went to San Francisco for the first time I had an amazing time there the the time and um in California was just both times in California Mm -hmm. were great the show we did here was great so it was fun Okay, here's my thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna like right now talk to the audience and everybody that's out there. And so and if you work or affiliated with a nightclub, I think it's a tragedy that number one, Mimi Marks has not been to San Francisco in some capacity. And you've been in this industry for, for this much. And so don't be afraid to reach out to talent, to people who are out there, especially all these Miss Continentals and these pageant winners who you know are going to turn the house. They turn a look and everybody knows that Mimi is like, you, you've hit like legendary status. You're one of those people who I think is an icon and you're very respected in this industry and, and like in the nightclub system as a whole. And I think that everybody just always gets so caught up because we always, it's the people who we're always seeing on TV and blah, blah, you know? And it's like, but go back into all of like, you, you know, you just mentioned, you know, Chevelle and you know what I mean? Like Stasha Sanchez and we have Giselle Barbie Royale and, and, you know, these other people who are just amazing performers who should be performing in your town and they're going to turn the party. So that's the thing. Okay. Um, and you were so wonderful to work with. You're one of those people who it's like, okay, Mimi, so somebody I can just call and like easy, you know, your crap you know what you're doing it doesn't like you get some people who like it's like you're like you know teaching them every step of the way you guys kept saying that and I was like that's crazy to me it shouldn't be like that yeah you have to handle especially for the money that some of these people are getting paid I'm like no 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 yeah exactly that's the other thing too some of these people that you're you're putting out this much and you're like you don't know how to do this and you're not doing that so anyway we get into all that okay number eight I want to know, do you have a favorite drag performer? Um, this is a really, a really favorite. sketchy question for me to ask you because you have so many friends. Right, because I have so many like of my best friends that are mm-hmm. my, you know, some of mm-hmm. my favorites. And you just named some Chevelle Brooks, Candace Kane, Sasha Colby. You know what I mean? Like I have a lot of um I love detox. Mm-hmm. I love, I, I mean, I, I don't somebody, even want to start naming because then if I don't name, I, I mean, it's, it's weird these days. I think that drag is so different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's changed a lot since I started, you know, 35 years ago. And so it's, it's kind of crazy because you can a become famous from being just on social media. You know what I mean? You can be TikTok mm-hmm. famous. You can be on RuPaul's drag race, and then you can be another type of famous like that. Um, so yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna put know. you in a box. Okay. Yeah. So. Cause I don't know. I don't know. Our ninth question is, I need to know what album does Mimi Marks know from start to finish that she can put on in the shower when she's <laughs> feeling great when she's feeling low when she's traveling what is an album that you always have on repeat um i don't really have anything on repeat but i would say that i could play like any madonna stuff i'm old school madonna so any of that i would live for um let's see I would like any kind of old school stuff. I'm not, I don't, there's not a lot of new, new music that I'm Mm -hmm. super excited about or love so much that I'm like, oh my God, I gotta, I do love Beyonce's new album. I Mm -hmm. mean, that I could listen to from beginning to end. Um, But I don't have anything specific. 
like Wait, one album that I'm like, this is my favorite. Back in the day, and I probably could still, um, there were a couple of George, Al- George Michael's albums mm-hmm. that I could play from beginning to end. Yeah, um, I completely get that. Yeah. So George Michael was one of probably my first crush, my first like big crush that like, yeah, it it was the faith music video. And it was like, something's different about this man. And I was like completely obsessed with him. And so for me, it was wham, actually. So (laughs) like that'll. Well, see, like, mine both was... of them too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was like, oh my god, they were so cute. And of course, they weren't openly like, yeah, we're gay, but you know, we all well, thought, knew, and had crushes on them. My mom had the Wham albums and everything, but I think the first time I took note was was Faith, was George Michael Faith. It was like the first man that it was like, that's a man. You know what I mean? I kind of <laughs> liked the other guy better though in oh, Wham. Really? I don't know why. I was like more kind of like attracted to him because he was kind of a little more quirky, I guess. Uh-huh. See, I yeah. just love, I'm, I'm a sucker for like facial hair. That's my thing. Okay. Uh, well, no, obviously. <laughs> I live. Now here's a question for you. In the 1993 film, The Good Son, starring Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood, there's that quintessential scene at the end where the mom has them both hanging off the edge of the mountain and she has to let go of one and save the other. I'm not going to ask you about Elijah and Macaulay Culkin. What I do want to know is between Madonna and Janet Jackson, who would you save? Janet Jackson. Love that answer and why absolutely is that? Janet Jackson because I know her because I have had um I mean yeah like I know her I'm like she's someone that I totally respect and have had many many interactions with and as a matter of fact the last time I was just in California and when we did the show in Santa Monica. My friends came to the show and then they came and got me and or, or they were at our show and then brought me back into the city, into West Hollywood, I should say. Uh-huh. And we went out, hung out and everything. And then we went back to one of their house and I was going to wait to get my Uber to go back to Santa Monica. And one of them is her choreographer. The other one is her makeup artist who's home, who, where I was and the choreographer. Well, I think he's more of a, like a creative director now than he is mm-hmm. a choreographer, but he was on the phone the whole time. And I'm like, girl, like, who are you on the phone with? Like, come on, I'm getting ready to leave. Say goodbye. And he's like, Oh, I'm on the phone with Jan. And I'm like, Jan, Jan. And he's like, yeah. So I lean and FaceTime and she's like, Hey Mimi, how are you? And we start talking and she was totally like, giving me advice about maybe it's time for me to move and start a new chapter of my life. And so I have more of a relationship with her. I love that. Definitely save her. Okay. That is such a good reason. I love that. Love that. Love that. So you guys, so you Madonna lovers can't come after because she did say that she loves Madonna albums. So leave her alone. And I love her too. And I did meet (laughs) Madonna. I did do Vogue for Madonna at the Baton when she was filming a league of their own, her and Rosie O'Donnell. And John Cusack and some of the, the people from A League of Their Own, they came to the Baton. Oh, mind and blowing. so, yeah. So she oh tipped God. me while I was doing Vogue. Oh, nice. And it was super cool. So, I mean, I would, I would like try to hang on to both of them. But I made you do a Sophie's Choice. So you had but to. But if like, I had one. to choose, I would mm-hmm. be like, I'm sure Madonna's got some superpower. She would probably fly away or whatever. Exactly. Somebody will save her. She's Somebody got will it. catch her. <laughs> <laughs> She's been famous for so long, you know? Like when you think yes. about both of them, actually. Like, can you imagine that? Kind Madonna of like- was like one of my first that I was like, I want to be like that. Like, I wanted to dress like her and I wanted to. Lucky Star and Borderline and those videos. I was like, oh, but I was still in high school. You know what I mean? I wasn't really out yet. Uh Of course, I obviously wasn't um, transitioning at all. I was still a boy. Mm -hmm. And but I, I tried everything to like I pushed every line to the absolute edge to dress like her without like being in drag, supposedly. Uh Yeah. I love I wanted it. To, I was obsessed with her back That's then. So, I love that. Um, 
just the the way that your life has like intersected with the two of them. That's that's very very it's crazy. Cool. And it not is a lot cool. of people can talk about that. And so, and the fact that the one with Janet was so like in passing too, it was not a big deal. She's just she's on Facetime. Hey, and hey, she's me. like, come. She's been like, if they've been performing in Chicago, like she's just come to see me perform, like at just like at a little bar here in Chicago, and just. Mm-hmm shown up with all the dancers and everybody's like oh my god janet jackson's here that's fair. yeah that's amazing okay so getting into our that you've now passed our 10 quick questions so we've all gotten oh, to know mimi okay. Marsh just a little bit better and so mimi is there anything before we get into everything else and in because people you know they usually stop the podcast near the end is there anything you want to make sure that we promote anything in the upcoming pro- uh shows or appearances or anything that you're doing um i don't really have any big things ha- coming up i'm gonna be in la i'm gonna be doing a couple of things i don't have a lot of things in my book yet but i've just in the last I'm going to do Heavenly Bodies at the um, Abbey Chapel with Sasha Colby. Nice. That's a, which is like a, a really show. great trans party that they have once a month. And so I'm doing that. And I think that's November 13th. And then um, Nasha Lopez, just I talked to her earlier and she's like, oh, my God, how long will you be here? You can do my brunch on the, the next Sunday. So. I'll be doing some things in LA in November, which I'm super excited about. And yeah, follow me on Instagram, Mimi Marks 11, yes. one, one, not the spelled out. So you guys um, in, you find Mimi Marks 11. You'll find the link to that inside the show notes for this. So make sure you guys look in there. You guys can just click. It'll be direct linked it. And so yeah. you guys can get right into her. And I okay. would love to come to your city and perform. Yes. And so we have to talk about that offline. And so I'll find out if you, so, cause I know that Sunny wants to get you down here to San Diego. She's like obsessed. She loves you, Sunny. Live. Hi, Sunny so you're Stewart. in San Diego. You're not in LA. I love Sunny yeah. Stewart. As a matter of fact, it was just her birthday. Happy birthday. Nice. Happy birthday, Sunny. And I told her that I was going to call her because she did ask me, she's like, do you want to work when you're in LA? And I'm like, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so we'll talk about that because I because I can even hook you up with some of the girls down here in, in San Diego and whatnot. Yeah, because I'm in San Diego. People think I live in LA. Isn't Fantasia LA... Lamore in San Diego? Yes, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. She's one of my sisters, continental Love. girl. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Fantasia lives down here. And so because she's in she's done a lot of shows down here. So um... Oh yeah, absolutely. Flame Monroe, she's in um, I think she's in Palm Beach. She was just t- talking to me the other day. She's like, girl, you need to get down here. Move down here already. Flame Monroe is always on live on Instagram. I am uh, like, and the thing is, and, and it's, she's one of those voices. Hilarious. Yeah, she's one of those voices I'll just like listen to in like the background. Like I'll just like leave it on and not sit and watch, you know? Like yeah. I'm I'm so ADD. So when I'm doing like design work or if I'm doing some kind of contracting, I'll usually have something on the background and like I'll do like an Instagram live here and there. Okay, so Miss Mimi Marks, the question that I ask a lot of people, <laughs> it's such an ultimate question. And the thing is, you can take this literally, you can take this figuratively, you can however you want to answer this and that's the question it's where are you from where are you now and where are you going um you can answer that in any order so if you want to tell the people where you are okay now, i or... feel like right now i'm at a place in my life where it is time to move to the next phase of my life, whichever, Mm. whatever that is. I'm not exactly for sure what that is, but I do feel like it's time. Like I've lived in Chicago for 32 years Mm -hmm. and um, I've done things that I never even imagined that I would ever do. I've had opportunities that I never imagined. I, I, been very lucky and blessed and been super happy with, you know, everything that I've gotten to do over the last 32 years while I've lived here. Mm -hmm. But I feel like things here have changed. I feel like things in Chicago have changed. I feel like things in my life have changed. And I feel like it's time for me to move to the next phase 
because I don't think, I don't think everything, I don't think I'm done. You know what I mean? I just feel like I'm maybe done here. There's another level. There's another, there's another. Yeah, there there's another has plane. to be. Yeah. Yes, for sure. It's, I understand that. I think that I kind of, um, I got that vibe from you. I think even back when we were in Santa Monica and I think you got to hang out in LA for a little while over Candace's yes. house. And there was a little bit yes. of like a, a thing there. And then when we, you know, kind of traveling here and there and it was just kind of like, plus the weather, you know what I mean? Uh, like the weather. You have to get that point. <laughs> yes, for sure. And especially mm-hmm. over these last few days, I mean, literally like last week it was, 90 it was 80 something it was super super hot and now it's freezing like it's not freezing but yeah you know it gets down into the 50s or 40s at night already and I'm like I cannot handle this that was when I was immediately like on the phone with Sasha Colby I'm like girl Mm -hmm. when is heavenly bodies in November I'm like coming I'm gonna be there yeah and then I called Candace and she's like absolutely girl we have to like Avoid the weather. Friendsgiving and, you know, so, and I just have so many of my good girlfriends that live there that I miss them. And I miss that. I miss being able to hang out with my girlfriends and like, you know. So it's a community thing. I think it's a family thing. It's a community thing. Like it's all that. And and the thing is, and who knows what opportunities will come. So I love that. So that's, that's kind of like, so where you are right now is that you're just kind of like, you feel like you're in a transis- transitional state that there's like a little rumbling underneath you where you're yes. going is, is that we're not sure, but we're feeling like it's going to be warmer. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's going to be West. Yes. Nice. Yes. And then we talked about where you, where you were. And so that was Waterloo back in the day. And yeah, so- that was, yeah. Okay. Now I have a question for you. Another one here. And so, and this has to do with things that and I will admit to something first. Okay. Okay. So this is my pop culture fraud question. And this is one of those things that you pretend to like in pop culture that you pretend to understand, or you just don't really get it. And the thing that I don't get currently, and I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, is Harry Styles. Like I don't. (laughs) First of all, when you said Harry, Uh I immediately in my head was like, "Harry, I thought you loved Harry." Like I I love Harry, Harry, don't you? And then you said Styles. Yes. Um, So it was a very lead. But the thing is, I just I I don't get it. I know that he just did 15 dates at Madison Square Garden, and that's amazing, and he set this record, and blah blah blah. But I don't get it it's not for me you know what I mean but yeah I I you know this was the question that you had sent to me and I was just like Mm -hmm. I don't really know I can't I couldn't think of anything that I was just like I'm Mm -hmm. not using that um I mean I would kind of maybe go along with what you just said because I was just thinking to myself I don't know that I could even name one song yeah, I think that didn't watermelon sugar. Song? I was I was yeah. literally going to just say that's didn't it, he just do a song about watermelon? Yeah, Other that's than the that, only one. And then there's another couple that like when I hear them and people are like that's Harry Styles, I'm like, oh, that's who that is. But I just I don't know, I don't care. And every and like people ask me about like the whole his gay baiting and is he this? Is he fluid? He wears a skirt? Blah blah. I don't care. Like it's just yeah, he's, he's the front man. I mean, like David Bowie, they did it. You know what I mean? They did the jumpsuits with the sequence and everything. So why does this feel so new? Brad Pitt in the late '90s did the photo shoots and the skirts and everything. So why do yep. we still care? Like it's great, especially now. Why do we care when everyone yeah. is supposed to be like, I can be whatever I am and I can identify what you know what I mean? Like, it might be because of the heartthrobness of it all, but I feel like, I mean, Brad Pitt did it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you know, yeah. South Park did it, Simpsons did it, you know, it's that kind of thing, but it, it's just, um, and the other things, like, I was thinking about this the other day, and in, uh, this is like from my past, something I pretended to like, and this was back mm-hmm. in like middle school. And it was NYPD Blue. I had no idea what it was about and everything. And all these boys in, in my like class all talked about this television show. I think Ricky Schroeder was in it and everything. And it was like this cool yes, totally. television show. And I was more towards the ER realm. You know what I mean? I was Juliana Margulies-ing, you know, and I was with the, you know, George Clooney of it all. And then everybody was talking about NYPD Blue. So I remember I pretended to like it. 
and watched one episode and said it wasn't for me, but I felt like <laughs> working class. But so there's like my little pop culture fraud, like examples. But like, yeah, the whole Harry Styles thing. Also, I just didn't get it. That's just what it is. Um, well, one thing that I think that like a lot of other people think is pop culture fraud, but I like is mm-hmm. the Kardashians. I Whoa. love watching the Kardashians. I, mm-hmm. I do. I love seeing their houses. I love seeing what they have on. I love seeing the events that they go to. I like, I like, I'm not running out and buying all their products and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But as far as like TV and stuff like that, I live like I give me Kim Kardashian and full Balenciaga, the sunglasses, the boots, the this, the that going, you know, mm-hmm. like for five minutes during the day and then go change her clothes again. And like, I love all that. I do. It's, it's, it's high drag. I mean, like, come on, like the woman is, she's, she's the high most. camp. She's high drag. She is, she, she lives it. Um, I will say I did. I didn't watch Park Kardashians for like a long time. I think I maybe started like the very first season. And that was back when like reality, that was like 20 years ago, 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, Like a long time ago. Yeah. And so I remember when they first came out and it was like, hmm, this is thing. And then I fell away from it because it just wasn't for me. And then everybody did the, everybody had their obsession with hating on them. So, so uh-huh. hardcore. And then they kind of came back. And I remember like in like 2018 ish, um, I was home on like some whim and I started watching an episode on Hulu. And I, then I found myself 15 seasons deep or whatever it was. And I was <laughs> right. like, how did this happen? And the thing is, and it's just fluffy TV. That means nothing that just, totally. but the thing, but the eye candy of it all, like, I want cookies in a cookie jar, just like, like, like Chloe. Chloe I want a yeah. freaking, <laughs> I want a whole pantry like mm-hmm. that. I want to walk into my refrigerator and it's completely organized like that. I'm the Absolute. opposite. I'm mm-hmm. co- completely the opposite uh-huh. in my life, but I would love it. I would live. I would love it. Love to live yeah. with everything in its own little space. And you have that kind of room too. That's the other thing too. Is oh this, my this, gosh, just yeah. like, and everything's clean and crisp <sighs> and done. And it's yeah. the way that it's supposed to be. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like, no, I if you're a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And there's some too that I won't, like, I refuse to follow a Kylie Jenner online. Like, and I won't find out follow Kendall, but I will follow Kim. You know what I mean? In the thing- I follow him just because I like, I want to see what they have on. I want to see, like, but I want to they- see them get their face painted. I want them to, like, I want to see you know, Ariel doing her makeup. They lead trends. They lead trend. And the thing is, is in like, people try to act like they don't, but they completely do. This is why we are all wearing nude, you know, underneath everything and that everybody is doing monochromatic head to toe and everything. I mean, like, so they do lead a lot of that. And I've even found it. So like, I've used them for inspiration for things. Like when Kim had like one of her campaigns a long time ago, when she was glitter head to toe, I did that to two people at a new year's Eve party, you know? (laughs) And so like, and right now I have a client who literally sent me, you know, like how Kim does all the swatches on her arm of like, Uh she sent me the swatches on Kim's arm and she wants those colors for her party in Orlando in in, in January. (laughs) Like, so I'm doing like, and this is like a, a client that we do. I do her production. I do her entertainment and I, also do her decor and so and she's like these are the colors that we want to use i love it like these are the colors i want from kim kardashian's makeup palette yeah and she doesn't she's like i don't necessarily like kim but these colors are fierce and she's like i want this at my party (laughs) so i completely get that and i co-sign okay as we are winding down because we have been on for almost an hour now this has been such a great talk it's so quick let me ask you a question do you watch handmaid's tale I do, I do, I do, I do. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like, oh my gosh. This new season is great. I'm like two or three episodes in as of as of us recording this. And this I think they just had one more. more. I think they've only, I think they've just had four episodes. So you're just one behind, but it's just like. Mind blowing. Like another, another spoiler alert if anybody's watching, but are listening. Um when they were in Times Square and that little girl's face came up on the screen, the yes. daughter, uh-huh. I, my heart drive was like, this is not going to end well. Did you think the like same thing that she did Green. though? The why is she in that color? Cause I did. Cause like, like I was like, I, why is she I the actually, only person in that color? 
<laughs> like, I actually didn't at first. I was just so transfixed on it being her, that, yeah. that daughter that I was, I didn't even think about it until she said it. And then I rewound it. And I was like, wait a minute. What, what color did she have on? What a pawn for her to use too. So, Ooh. so gross. It is a good show. Like in the, I, I fell away from it like last season, right? But as the season started, I was kind of like, I can't do this right now. And then I like, when the season all dropped, I like plowed through it. I was like, this has gotten so good. And then it ended in that dark, dark space with like, you know, her going. It is definitely one that I would, I would rather binge it because waiting every week drives me bananas. I hate waiting. (laughs) I do. And I never watch anything live. Everything uh I watch, I think I do DVR, like I, I, or, or on a streaming app. Yeah. Like I can't. The only person who kind of keeps this going live anymore is like the drag race, I think. And and Survivor. Like the it's those reality shows. Oh my god, I love Survivor. I so just do literally I. was watching I halfway through um was Last it yesterday's night? episode? Yeah. yeah. Before we got on and it was nice. like push pause here. Have you always yeah. been into Survivor? Okay, this is actually leading into our next mm-hmm. question is, is that my question is always, you know, what, what do you recommend people to binge? But let's finish about Survivor. But like, I love Survivor. I'm obsessed with Big Brother. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to maybe send a little video in. And like, I don't know. I think I might be too old. I don't know if they've no, ever had anybody my it, age Mimi, on there. But Oh my God, you are like, if they don't take you, they're stupid. And the thing is, is in plus you're, you're, you're athletic. You can move, you can, you know, the only things that I feel like I don't know that I could do on there is when they, you know, they always have a challenge where they're hanging on something Uh and, but they, and they're spinning spinning them in a circle and they keep hitting things and then they're twirling. I would Mm -hmm. be gone. I would be the first person dropped because I would be dizzy like in a heartbeat in the same but way yeah, I'm a it would like, I can't <laughs> but yes I would say I right now I'm like you know obsessed with watching um any of the housewives that are mm-hmm. on whatever time that is and now it's Salt Lake City is um starting so that's going to be amazing and there will be a few reunions happening which I love um but yeah Amazing Race and Survivor just finished watching big brother they just crowned the winner which i'm super happy that it was first black woman first ever. black woman aside from tamar won this the celebrity true and, and, and they tamar, never really say that and i'm like they should really give her recognition like she won that yeah she won the celebrity season but yeah but i think it is kind of monumental and kind of wrong yes that it shows though because in the shows like survivor and big brother where race really does factor into who's getting eliminated each week well yeah it does in survivor this season i've been kind of like okay wait a minute now but yeah i was super happy for the girl taylor and she won fan favorite so that was super cool so she's actually did two milestone things yeah eight hundred thousand dollars girl how nice (laughs) um i love all the law and order Every all those nice, I love those. I'm back. I love in. all the Chicago shows, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. I love them. I haven't gotten um, into those. I did. I, I, I've talked about this. I recently watched all 23 seasons of SVU. Like I went oh start. God. I went. I went front yes. to back on that show. And the thing is, and it's an easy show to just throw on and do other stuff. So yeah, because every it, celebrity it, has been on that show. <laughs> And most of them are things that you're like, I kind of remember a story about that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they all kind of, of course, the thing is like, these are not real or anything. I'm like, no, I know this story. Here will be my binge recommendation this week, because I'm actually gonna give it then for a podcast. And so it's called That's Messed Up. And so it's uh, hosted by Kara Clank and um, Lisa Traeger, Lisa Traeger, I'm sorry, Lisa Traeger. And they... um, Every week, they dissect an episode of SVU, and they bounce around. And so they like they will do like I think they just recently did the episode Plastic, which was about the plastic surgeon. It's like it's like season twenty, episode like eleven. And so they go in and they do a recap of the episode, and they tell you about the episode. And it's the episode where the girl is at this party. Another woman comes up to her in the bathroom. 
um, tells her, you know, she's pretty or whatever. And the girl's like, yeah, I'm drunk. I, I got to go. And they end up drugging this girl. They rape her, this, this, this plastic surgeon and his girlfriend. And so, and they say that it was all consensual. We're into freaky shit and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, so, and then they find all these videos in this man's house of all these other women that they have drugged and blah, blah, blah. And all these other women are all basically like, no, it was consensual. I wanted to be treated like a doll. I wanted to do this, blah, blah, blah. And so, and then the, it goes on where they find one video of him with an underage person, that underage person they go into and they find out where this person, you know, her father, she, she was, has been missing all these years. And so, and it leads into him being, uh, responsible for her death and the death of another person. And so, and it all, you know, how it all, uh, stems in well and that's messed up they take that story then they go in and they get the real cases of what they're based on and they tell you how it was all figured out and so the guy wasn't a real plastic surgeon he was actually a podiatrist and he was a model dater and he was on one episode of like a bravo show that's how he was a celebrity doctor so they go back and they show you how they I love, yeah, let so me write it down. Yeah, so it's called That's Messed Up. And so they give you the real episode. So you can watch the, ep- I would like watch the episode on Peacock or Hulu first. Then you can like listen to them do the breakdown and then they tell you all the real things. And then they do an interview with one of the actors that was actually in the show. So it's a really fun podcast. So that's my binge recommendation. Oh, I like so, that. Yeah. Okay. Now and we have to be wrapping up here in just a moment. But my last question that I ask everybody is... Who's your crush? Who do you have a crush on person, place, or thing right now? Who are you crushing on? Okay. Place, I'm crushing on Hawaii because I was just in Hawaii like a couple weeks ago and it was just, it's just one of the most beautiful, amazing, gorgeous places. Nice. Um, My crush Um who's been kind of my crush for like a while but he would be my celebrity crush would be Idris Elba Ooh, that's a good one he's my celebrity crush because he's kind of like maybe closer to my age because most of the other people would be like I would probably be considered it wouldn't be right. You know what I mean? Cause I, uh, it's kind of weird. Like when you get older and you still have the same taste as you had when you were young and you're like, wait, 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 wait. I can't like be looking at that young ass kid. See, and I was always so, into older guys. So I'm completely in my element right now. <laughs> oh no. See, I never was, but I'm, I don't know. I'm like, I'm so not interested in like meeting any, well, I shouldn't say that. Like, I guess it would be nice, but it's just been so long since I've met anyone that I don't even think about it anymore. Like I just, uh-huh. it's not so, so not a part of my life, but well, I mean, see, I guess if coming, the right guy that, can. Maybe that'll be what comes in the change. You never know. So that's the thing. It's just like, get, get yourself hopefully. out of this energy into a new energy. You yeah. never know what's, I think what's that that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Complete. So, yeah. okay. Um, my, crush right now and this is like such a stupid crush but is actually um i was gonna say i was at disneyland recently okay <laughs> so, which i love and, yes and i completely love like being in disneyland but my crush in disneyland in particular is actually the honey waffle situation they have going on for um, at the Big Bear restaurant that's inside of the Disneyland. So that's my uh-huh. food crush right now. So it's like, it's like, it's uh, it's not a waffle. I'm sorry. It's a funnel cake and they do, it's a honeycomb funnel cake and they're doing it just for the season. And it sounds disgusting. And then when I tried it, it blew my mind. And so it's like ice cream, honeycomb, and like a funnel cake all in one. Oh my God. So, it sounds amazing. Yes. So that is going to be like my little like crush of food. And then, I recently watched, and I want to get the actor's name correct, so let me just look at it really, really quickly. There is a new show on um, Netflix, and it's called Partner Track, and so Uh it's very cute. If you're a fan of, like, um, a Gossip Girl situation, if you're a fan of, like, if you like Emily in Paris, if you Uh like a fluffy TV show, 
partner track is completely with it and it's uh it's starting Arden Cho and she her name is Ingrid in the show and so and she is this Asian American uh she's up you know and they do a lot with her culture so the thing is is so it's a very very woke show and her mm-hmm. best friend is this guy named Bradley Gibson he plays this guy named toddler uh, Tyler in it he is the most beautiful man perfect skin he's her best friend he is a lawyer in the show that's him oh yeah okay so that I would say is like Bradley Gibson from partner track is completely like the crush right now. And like his partner in it is beautiful. Like she uh, put her lawyer character is like this um, very, very ambitious. She's trying to be a partner in this law firm. Uh-huh. And she's the only like um, Asian, Asian female that's even like involved in like the whole law firm that she's the only you know only lawyer there her best friend is uh, another girl lawyer is her really really good friend who also has like art ambitions who wants to be a writer and whatnot and then she has her other her black friend who I'm talking about is Bradley and so and he plays another one of the lawyers so there, it's very sex in the city-ish it has that kind uh-huh. of like thing and it shows the New York City that we all want to aspire to that sex in the city everywhere is beautiful going to a gala and a beautiful gown blah blah blah. oh i don't know why yeah but bradley gibson from this show is just beautiful when you watch every scene with him you're like i want to wear that shirt and he is beautiful like yeah so that's how about um bridgerton the first season yes renee oh yeah he's another crush yeah yes Rene, whatever his name is. I don't know. He was gorgeous. Yes. So they couldn't hold on to him for a second season, which was just like, no, what the hell? I'm like, I I, I didn't even watch the second season because I was like, he's not in it. No. Yeah, completely. Okay, you guys, this has been our time with Miss Mimi Marks for this episode of Bald and Bingeable. You guys know what to do, like and subscribe anywhere that you guys are watching and, and or listening, I'm sorry. And um, Mimi, is there any last words that you want to give everybody? Anything you want to say to I, everybody? Thank you for having me and thank you for listening, if you're listening still. And um, yeah, everybody have a great rest of their day. Fabulous. Okay, you guys, have a good week, have a good day, have a good night, wherever you guys are, and good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.